what's happening? This is Ryan here for the Scale Up Show. My question for you today is, have you ever wondered how AI adds up to deliver business results for people? So the largest in-scale study ever has been conducted on AI productivity. And I'm going to talk to you about the biggest reason why you cannot ignore this anymore. And you have to jump on it today. How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. This episode also is brought to you by the Sales AI Accelerator, which is a new program I'm releasing to unlock potentially 10 to 20 hours a week in your life. Just free that up while also improving your output by 40% and leveling up. Um, The things that I discovered while creating this are staggering, and I'm so excited to share it with you. You check it out. You could basically effectively join in the comments in the link in the episode. So you're going to want to check it out. It's amazing. Um, And you can see basically what's possible, which is part of what I'm going to talk about today. But Here's what I would say is like one of the single biggest issues that I've seen is the misunderstood relationship between time and sales, right? Or even time and business. And and so it seems really simple, like, you know, more time equals more output and revenue, but the hidden variable is also the quality of time. And so it's kind of like a car that's stuck in traffic, which is, you know, like traditional sales process, right? Versus a car on an open freeway, freeway, which is like an AI enhanced sales process, right? Both have engines, but one severely restricted. And with folks wasting 65% of their time on non-selling related activities, that's just with sales. Same thing happens with other aspects like marketing, coding, developing. I've seen uh, studies that report as much as a 40% uplift in output in terms of coding for people that use AI assisted tools. And so what I want to do today is walk you through that study that I, I mentioned to you, and it was written by Ethan Mullick, uh, referencing centaurs and cyborgs, which is two kind of ways where you adapt AI to either be integrated into you, like the cyborg model, kind of going back and forth with it, or the centaur, where you leverage something that you're best in class at and then use it for the other half. So it's like separated, like a, a, a centaur, which is half man, half horse, right? But I'm going to show, like, share a real world example with you of something that happened in my life with one of my kids. And, and so um, it's funny. I was sitting here uh, exactly where I am right now. I was finishing up some things for work. And one of my kids came in and they're like, hey, dad, um, I just got an A plus in my test. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. You know, what What did you do to do that? And he's like, well, uh, it, it was on a book report and I didn't, I didn't even read the book. And I'm like wait, so you took a test, you didn't read the book and you got an A plus on it. And yeah, that's right, dad. And, and I'm like, okay, so how did you do it? Well, and then he kind of backtracked a little bit. Well, well I kind of read it. I, I, I'm like, and I just looked at him. I gave him the, the dad look like, okay, just tell me the truth. He's like, all right. So I looked it up on ChatGPT, and the book wasn't on there because it was an obscure book, right? So I looked up, the history events that were related to that book had to present me a summary. I reviewed the notes and, and really like looked at it in detail. And then I, I got an A plus in my test. I was like, wow, that's amazing. And this is like, this is, this is a child in middle school. This isn't like an adult. So I'm like, all right. And then the study came out 
that Ethan Mullock, who's a Harvard professor, did with Boston Consulting Group, which is like I was saying, is one of the largest scale studies ever done in terms of the impact of AI and work. And so I'm like, all right, I, I got to talk about this on the show. I got to bring this to light. And so something really interesting that came out of it is there was really three levers from this case study. And then there was also something where people actually got dumber from using AI. So I'm going to share with you the, the three levers and I'm going to show you, share with you the dumber model as well. So, and then I'm, and I actually applied math behind it, right? So like what this means in the real world of something that's quantifiable and technical. And so if you look at it, like they did the study and there was close to 800 different consultants. And so if you look at Boston Consulting Group, like not just anybody can go be a consultant at Boston Consulting Group. Like you, you have to be, have a certain level of education. Uh, sometimes it's having a master's or being at the top of your class. And one of the things that was truly unique about it is that if you look at the three areas uh, AI improved upon were better, more, and faster. Better, more, and faster. Okay. So let's talk about faster first. Okay. So faster, the consultants that leverage AI versus the, the baseline uh, they completed 25% more quickly, right? Um, the ones that they, from the more category, so they finished 12% more. So they finished 12% more and they completed 25% more quickly. So more tasks at a faster rate, right? And then on top of it, this is the one that's mind-blowing. It produced 40% higher quality results. So if you look at the stack, you have, I could do 12% more tasks just from a quantity perspective, I could do it 25% faster. And then I up-level myself 40%. Okay. Like that's freaking wild. Right. So like, if you want to put that into like how it can exponentially impact numbers or like you think of it, you're like, ah, those are just a bunch of percentages. It's not that big deal. Okay. So let's apply it to like math. Like, like I said, math is a great equalizer because everybody understands it. And so basically it's kind of like a stock that, that consistently yields high returns, right? And most people are used to like an 8% return as the average of the stock market or the S&P over the last 30 years or seven and a half, something like that. But let's look at it with exponential returns and that's AI for sales. So let's look at a number, an example that I'll share with you. So if you look at it, we got one, let's just say the responsibility, whether it be the team or the individual is 1 million in revenue, right? That's the goal or that's what they produced last year. Okay, now let's say that they're 40% better from doing it, right? That's the quality lever. So that would bring the 1 million from the prior year to 1.4 million, okay? Now let's look at the faster output, okay? What they used to take 12 months to do, now they can get done in eight months, okay? So that 1.4 million goes to 2.1 million over a 12-month period, right? So you, you factor in the speed. Then at the same time, you could do just more quantity of 12.6%. That would take that 1 million from the prior year and bring it to 2.364 million. So 2,364,000 from a million. How wild is that? From those three levers of 40% uplift, then you got in 25% less time, and then 12.2% more tasks. Okay. I know it's not going to match number for number or percentage for percentage in terms of scale, but I wanted to break it down in numbers because like, like for me, that's like mind blowing. And I've seen this personally with some of the things that I'm doing 
I've seen it across all levers. Like, I mean, there's things that take hours that I could do in 20 minutes, you know, two hours and in 20 minutes, right? I've seen that. I've seen capabilities and skill sets that I don't have that I could learn in minutes or that even, you know, my mom, a senior citizen or my children can learn. So like, it's easy to use. There's not a big barrier there. It's just kind of all putting it together. And now let me talk about the negative side of, of, of all this and what's possible. So I don't know how many of you heard of David Sachs. Have you heard of David Sachs at all before? He is like one of the original ambassadors in HubSpot. I believe I'm going off of memory right now. So I could be a little bit off, but he's, he's, like very, very well respected in the investment community. Um, I might even be on the board of HubSpot right now still. So don't quote me on that. But anyways, he's very, very, very well respected in terms of business, startup, tech, like how to make companies work. And one of the things that he identified in an article that he had on his website was about, okay, what, how to look at AI automation and how to leverage it most effectively in business. And he looked at it as, it was pretty cool. Like he did this little graph where it looked at like, what's the highest return in terms of compensation that you could basically carve out work from them or have less of them. And that was like on the executives or really high employees. So that was like the top of it. And then on the bottom was more the quantity, right? So you had large number of employees versus small number of employees. So the areas you really wanted to focus on to get the biggest bang for the buck in terms of AI were effectively executives and then um, employees that there's large numbers or large quantities of. <clears throat> so his argument there was like, okay, developers are going to make, it's going to be the biggest impact there and executives. However, one of the things that I, I think he didn't really include because he was looking at salespeople as all entry level salespeople is the, there's, I mean, there are salespeople that make more than executives and there's a lot more of them. So what I would say is like, that's something that you've got to really, really focus on. I've even heard founders and talked to me and mentions like, hey, I, I can't wait till I can automate some of my salespeople. <laughs> I can't wait till I can automate them just so I don't have to, to deal with some of the challenges that are up. And, you know, like that's where, you know, I have a moral obligation responsibility to tell you this is something that you need to be on your radar uh, in terms of understanding this. And so like, this is how you could apply it towards... Um, you individually or your sales strategy or your market, whatever, right? So the first thing I would do is like really, really look at your current state. And just like you would, like if you're a sales leader, look at your conversion metrics uh, in terms of your, your pipeline and your funnel and your close rates and all that, right? So do that same kind of quantification with the current state of your team if you're a leader or self if you're an individual and really understand where the opportunities are that are ripe for automation, improvement, multiplication. And you could have, if, if you're a CEO, you could have your team do this as well and make this a priority. So step one is like, all right, let's identify the current state. Step two are like, what are the multipliers? So by showing them what's possible, and if you follow my content on LinkedIn, you'll see I share what's possible. Also in the, the Sales AI Accelerator, that is going to be one of the free resources I provide or like, tons of different use cases of what's possible. Um, so then you could look at those and identify, hey, what are use cases in my business, right? Outside of product, what are use cases in my business? So you audit it, look at the use cases, identify that. 
All right. And then you want to integrate them into the different functions. And so just like MetaGPT, which automated a whole software development org, basically the whole IT org of software development, you kind of look at it through the same lens for the sales org, right? If you're the CRO or the VP of sales, you could look at it for go to market in terms of content. You're looking for prospecting. I actually consulted for a company and helped a, a CRO effectively create a whole content machine that a marketing would create. And on top of it, prospecting sequences, uh, automated sequences, all these different things that one person could do that previously would take two, three people to do, right? You could look at RevOps um, in terms of lead scoring and predictive analysis. ChatGPT has data analysts to do that. And on top of it too, you could look at overall development of your team, whether they're in sales or whether they're not, but rapidly scaling acumen, carving out massive time-wasting opportunities, okay? And the idea is you make this part of your, just like you would your evaluation process of whether they're doing their job is how are they integrating AI into their job, okay? Then what you do is have a centralized area where you analyze and iterate. So you can look at the productivity jumps from different departments if you're at the leadership level across multiple areas, your team, or individually like, hey, how can I do this as an individual? How can I do this as a leader for my team? And look at the math problem of finding ways of effectively saying, hey, I spend you know 10 hours a month on this. I don't need to be doing that if somebody else could do it or if it could be automated, right? Now, there's things you're never going to automate in terms of like, quality, deep emotional reactions um, or connections, I should say. Maybe that will be, I don't know. But as of right now, I wouldn't automate that, right? Um, and then at the same time, celebrate results. Okay, I mentioned on the last episode about how I effectively have like an AI wins log that I track, you know, the new use cases I use it for, the prompt, and then also like what new ideas it gave me or other use cases. And, and so there's so many things that have unearthed in my brain so to have this, you know, organizationally, if you're a leader or individually, if you're a person, and this is something that nobody could take from you. Like, if you look at how critical having this skill is, organizations like Netflix are paying $900,000 to have someone that's highly competent in AI. Okay. So if you understand the prompting and how to do that, how to leverage it, you'll start to become a leader, not only in, you know, for yourself, um, for your department, against your peers in your department, uh, it could be at your company then where you're the go-to person, and then even in your space, right? So this is how it stacks really fast. And so like kind of my, my final takeaway is the new sales equation is here is like, it's no longer linear, it's exponential. So every input when enhanced with AI, it could lead to outputs previously that seemed impossible, okay? So here's my final, my final action to you is like dive into the numbers, Look at the resources, use ones like the sales AI accelerator that I'm having, tons of like free actual content that you can leverage. It's hyper tactical and let the math guide you to unprecedented success for you, your career, your company, and your life. So hope you enjoyed this episode today. Uh, I've been loving doing these solo episodes again. I'm not going away from the interviews, but I wanted to take a break because uh, I there was a, a time where... I had these solo episodes integrated in and there's a lot that I want to talk about right now and share with the world because I am excited and scared at the same time about what's coming down the pipe. And I have a moral obligation to share with you and educate you because when I was in sales, when I was in sales leadership, 
I got so focused on hitting the number. A lot of times I missed opportunities like this that were staring me right in the face. And so uh, I am here so that hopefully, um, whether it be your company, your department, or your career, that you don't miss that as well. So thank you for joining me today. I hope this was helpful. Tons of actionable items. uh, And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for checking out The Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.